Hey, this is Chelsea Perry. Welcome to Tame the Circus Brain. Hey, today I want to talk about how all people are created with equal value. Um, You know, we've heard this, but do we really live it? I've seen a lot of people treat people with different measures of honor and respect. Uh, I've definitely witnessed with my parents, there's a level of dignity that they treat everybody with that I didn't realize was unique until I was older because that's how I grew up. They literally did not change their vocal inflections. They didn't change their tone when we were seeing somebody who was famous or when we were going to do something that was behind the scenes of a hockey arena and we're going to meet the players or there was never a change in tone with the other people in our lives that weren't famous or weren't rich. They just treated everybody the same. So if you were in politics and we were going to meet somebody that's, you know, high in political circles. If you were uh, a professional athlete, if you were an artist, if you were a singer, it was all the same as our girl at Sonic. And, you know, and if you're not from this country, that's a fast food restaurant in America. Everybody was just treated with the same kind of value. And so I was raised that way. What happens when you live that way is it opens the door to interesting relationships because there truly isn't a hidden agenda. There isn't this belief that I'm in this person's life, therefore they'll get me tickets to an event. I'm in this person's life, therefore I'll get to meet somebody famous. They're attached to someone. It's not looking at a person as your source or resource or means to an end or connection. And so what happens is you strip away all of that stuff that people could use to be manipulative. They could use to um, have an agenda and try to get tickets to the Super Bowl or uh, hey, hey, all the, the finger, little fake finger shooting guns out of your fingers. Hey, 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 all of that. I just never was raised that way. So I didn't even know that that was really the way most people operate because in our home, we ended up before all kinds of fascinating people, but everybody was treated exactly the same by my parents. So I realized that's a unique experience. But what it did is it set us up to find value in everyone. So I was on this trip. I just got back from this trip and I just witnessed a lot of very interesting things. And... I just really wanted to talk about it because there is this man who was telling my mom and me that he had been working at this hotel for 14 years. No, no, no. 18 years. It was his 18th year anniversary that day. And he had been a bellhop for this hotel. And he was so proud of himself that he had been a bellhop for the hotel for 18 years. And he was so proud to tell us and we've known him for years on and off as we've visited this same hotel. My parents are as loyal as the Bellman. (laughs) They, they all are very consistent in what they do. And so I just sat there listening to him. He was so proud to tell my mom that he had, gosh, it makes me want to cry watching him tell her it was my 18th year and it's the 18th today. And it's, it's 2018 and I I just, I normally don't tell people it's my anniversary, but I really wanted to tell you because I just thought that was so cool. 
And I just watched my mom, you know, show him such high honor. And she read out of this book to him. (laughs) My mother is truly the mother of the universe. She loves to mom everyone in her path. And I think I've genetically gotten that. So I just loved, I love, I don't even mean to, it just is a natural instinct. So I don't know if it's caught or taught, but I got it from her. She was reading him this part of this book that she thought would help him. And it was about working hard and it was really sweet. And he received it well. And I just watched this interaction of how loving she was to him. I just am proud of that. I'm proud to belong to that. I'm proud to be a a part of a family who treats everybody with dignity and I watched her end up slipping him money and then I, to, to give him for his anniversary. She wouldn't want me telling you that. I don't care. I'm telling you. And then I watched the next day with Glee. He prepared a pot of coffee for her and bought her a tumbler from Starbucks. And he was so excited for her to come downstairs for him to give it to her. It's just like people just want to be loved. It, it's like, oh, Watching it just touches me, like witnessing it and like playing it back in my head because I came downstairs, I made it before her for coffee downstairs and he quickly said, where's your mom? And I said, I don't know. (laughs) And he said, "I, I, I got her something. I'm so excited to give it to her. And I just watched her honor him and I watched him soak it up and then honor her back. And it was just this amazing moment of humanity. And then we ended up, you know, with other people that have, so much and it's an amazing thing when you just treat everybody with equal value because the people that have a whole lot and that are well wealthy and are famous they need you too they need you to be normal they need you to treat them with humanity too and not be jealous and not misunderstand their role and not long for what they have and honestly really misunderstand their life because The more influence you have, I think the smaller your circle gets and the more isolated you are and the more they need more normal people. And this is what's crazy is it happens in every circle. You know, there are scientists that are brilliant and they're at a conference and people are like fawning after them and drooling and cannot wait to talk to them. And so every circle has people that have risen to the top, but all those people need people to be normal with them. And all the people that are on their way or whatever, like I would say, quote unquote, because so much of it is based on our human rating system, which is fame and fortune a lot of the time. I would like to say influence and actually impacting the people around you that those things are important to me. But I'll tell you this, some of my very best friends are people that people would have no idea how great they are because right now their circle is in their home or their world is not where they're speaking on stages to millions and billions. I have those people too. They're all of equal value and they all need people to be normal with them. Both groups and everybody in between need us to treat them with value and with normal human honor and dignity and decency. And I I just fascinating observing this. I actually was dating a guy for a while who was really great with people. He had great people skills, except when it came to waiters. And he would 
like snap his fingers, but he didn't do this in front of me. I never, I, he was on his best behavior in front of me and I had somebody call me and tell me, I know you and I know him and he is so rude behind your back. So I had to assess the situation and I thought, is this person jealous? What's this person's motive of calling and telling on him? And as I kept continuing to observe and reading nuance and reading between the lines and under the surface, I realized there's some pent up bizarre behavior with when I'm not there. That's what's so interesting. I mean, I couldn't read the behavior if I wasn't there. I mean, I could see remnants of it when we were together and I knew it represented, you know, how you're on your best behavior when you're dating. That is what it came out to be. And man, I'm just so grateful you just got to be thankful for where you're at in life. I'm really thankful for where I'm at. I'm so thankful. So it's fascinating to get to see all the stages of life. And you never know who you're sitting with. I learned this. You never know who you're talking to. What's really funny is I have been, <laughs> I was locked out of my house. Okay, this is a fun story. When I was living in Nashville, there were these guys that their house met the back of my condo in Nashville, my townhome. And I went out there and he was mowing his lawn and I went out there to run and introduce myself to him. When I did, I shut the door and didn't realize I locked myself out. So we had a great conversation and it was in the middle of a very famous person's funeral and the funeral was on television. Well, I had just driven my friend to the airport who was on the stage at that funeral I didn't know it. I knew he was going to go to the funeral, but I drove my friend to the airport and then I locked myself out of my house. <laughs> Follow me here. I end up in the yard with my my neighbor and I have to go into his house with his friends. It wasn't weird. And I went in there and we're watching the funeral on TV and my friend is on the stage who I just dropped off at the airport and they are giving commentary on my friend who's on the stage. And I'm just sitting there quietly. I never mentioned that I it was my friend. I never mentioned that I was connected. Then another friend who lived down the street had my key. So they drove me to my friend's house. I don't recommend this. Okay. This is like based on a lot of, I, I actually know like there's more to this story. So don't be getting in people's cars, but <laughs> unless you're supposed to, they drove me to my friend's house. And they did. They were talking about the friend that we were going to see, not knowing it was their house because I didn't tell them who it was. And somehow this person, I think they were on a commercial too. This is a different person. This is the same day. I know this is hard to follow, but uh, they were like, did you know this? And did you know that? And did you hear that this happened? And I was sitting here going, I did know that because I'm friends with them. <laughs> and But I didn't say a word. And we get there and I jump out and they're like, this is so-and-so's house. And I was like, uh, and so I ran in and got the key and left. And then I never hung out with them anymore because I thought these people gossip. They are judgmental. They're critical. They're talking di so disrespectfully about people that I love. They don't even realize you just never know who you're talking to. And they weren't with me. They had no idea. I was talking. I was connected to the two people that they were mocking, making fun of, drawing assumptions and I learned a valuable lesson that day. I never know who's in the room. I never know who I'm talking to because I never told them. I never said, oh, it wasn't really like that because I didn't want to play my hand. I didn't want them to see my cards. I didn't want them to know that I was connected to those people. And I learned quickly, you just got to be quiet because 
things get oh, have a way of getting around to people. And I had a friend that taught me that somebody somebody heard that we were friends with, you know, a famous athlete and they knew I was my dad's daughter. My dad is the one that's in a lot of these unique situations and they knew that I was his daughter and they started asking me questions about him and my friend was with me and just said don't answer. Like after the encounter, I answered a couple and things that I felt okay answering. It's such an awkward feeling and position to be in. So I answered a couple of the questions and then later in private, she said, listen, those are traps. Don't don't let yourself get in those traps because the words have a way of getting back to the people. And I've learned that that's happened to me. I've had a bunch of words come back to me that people have said. And I've been quoted as to saying things I never said. It's not funny because it's actually caused me a lot of trauma and pain hearing other people interpret things. I'm like, what? I would never even say that. That's not even in my vocabulary to use that kind of term. I would never say it, say that, you know? And so I've just learned to just not talk about people and to not gossip about people and to not feast off of other people's pain. It's just... It's just not fun. It's actually really painful. And when I hear people say, oh my gosh, did you hear? And they raise their eyebrows and their eyes get big. And they're really excited about telling me about somebody else's calamity. I just, in my head, I'm like, note to self. Number one, this person would do this about me behind my back. Number two, I don't want to be like that. It's so sad. And I'm not like that, but boy, I'm, I'm choosing to never be like that because I don't, I don't sit around with people and get excited when other people are suffering. I don't know about you, but that's not fun for me. And I will definitely hear people sort of celebrate when other people are losing. And I know it's because they feel like they're losing. And so if somebody else is struggling, maybe I'm doing a little better than I thought. But you know what? That's not how it works. If you win, I win. Like we're all in this together. I believe we're all tied together. It's like if your marriage works, if you stay true to your course, true to yourself, true to the ones that you love and the ones around you, if you keep improving and you become the best version of yourself, that's good for me. That's good for me. That's good for the ones around you. You increase the real estate value. You you keep going up and it brings everybody around you up. I, to me, I think it's awesome. Your win is not my loss. It, it's like I want, I'm pushing everybody up and I'm pulling everybody up while I'm on my way up, you know? And what does up even mean? To me, up means influencing the lives around me in a positive way. To me, it means staying my course. To me, it means staying in my lane and doing the roles that I'm intended for. And with the, t the tide changing, with the seasons changing in my life. So meaning those roles aren't always the same. They grow and they change, they ebb and they flow. And I'm, I'm riding with the tide. I'm, I'm riding the wave of life and I'm working hard to just get back up. If I, <laughs> I went surfing once. <laughs> I went with my friend, Beck Conley, and I hit her in the head with my board obviously not on purpose. I couldn't have even done that on purpose if I tried. But surfing's fun and I it's something that I would possibly do again. But we it was just one of those things, but that's what life that's what it can be. It's like you fall off your board and you get back up and you instead of getting taken 
over by the wave, you get up and ride the wave. And that's what that's what's happening in my life right now. I am coming out of a, a moment, a personal crisis season, and I am choosing to get on top of the board. I just got back from being out of town. This word is so heavy on my heart after just kind of witnessing that moment with my mom and that man and seeing how kind he is. And my dad always treats him with such respect and love. And actually, it was an amazing thing, the honor and respect that that whole team of people showed to my parents. It just makes me want to live better. It's just like a reminder of how important it is to respect everybody. And I was on the plane with a guy flying out and we had a really interesting conversation about all that, about when you meet somebody famous. So I just want to encourage you wherever you're at in life, there's always somebody beneath you and there's always somebody ahead of you with age, with health, with singing, with all your athletic abilities, with every single thing. So always be pulling people up, be pushing people higher that are ahead of you and just know there's room for everybody and that everyone is created of equal, with equal value. And the way that you treat people in front of your kids, in front of your friends matters in front of your girlfriends. <laughs> it matters. People are noticing, you know, like uh, you take notice. I want to be treated with high levels of value and respect. And I want the people around me to be treated with the same. And it's important to, I'm never embarrassed by the people that I'm the closest to. I'm never embarrassed when I go out. If something goes wrong uh, with the food, if something go takes forever with the valet, I know that there's going to be love and respect and people are going to be treated with care. And it's not like I have waited for 45 minutes, you know, instead it's like, hey, man, you're probably having a hard night. The other day I was with a friend and they picked something up at at a restaurant and gave the person extra money and said, like, the machine was down. All this. There's so many problems that were happening at this restaurant. And so all the people were getting, it was actually Super Bowl Sunday. Everybody was getting pizza and everybody around this person was getting progressively more and more agitated and upset. And the person I was with gave this person money and said, you're probably going to have a hard day today. So here's extra money. And they lit up and they were like, thank you. <laughs> and that's the opposite of what everybody else was doing. They're mad, you know, they're angry. But guess what? That person had nothing to do with it. That guy had no control that the system was broken. He just showed up for work and he had to be put in the position of now managing all kinds of crazy people's expectations. So I just want to encourage you to remember to value the people that are around you. And also don't get so enamored when people are in a high level of fame or respect. I get it though. There's one group of people that I start going hi and start acting weird and it's songwriters. I've been in the room with so many people uh, in so many circles that I'm like, what's up, man? How are you? Congratulations. Good to see you. <laughs> but I'm telling you, when it's a songwriter, I'm like, hi. You know, and I've even met some of my favorites and acted okay. It's just like one or two of them that really I feel enamored by their gift. And I've met them too, which they say don't meet your heroes. And I see why, because everybody's just a person. So you have all these huge expectations and it's like a figment, figment of your imagination where you have uh, developed this like amazing idea of what they're going to be like. And then you meet them and you're so disappointed because they're humans. It's true. I'm like 
pontificating. <laughs> it's like, wow, it's so true. It's really important that we just treat everyone of equal value. I know this is not a brand new idea, but I will say it's rare to see it. I, and then last night I was watching a movie where this guy was really rude to the his team and his support team. And I watched it and how much it turned off the girl, which was interesting. And then I was in this person's house this last week. The house is filled with beautiful things and everything has a perfect place and it's marble and beautiful and everything feels like a work of art. And the way the music is positioned in the room and the lighting and feels like everything's been thought about. And he had a staff and I watched him give eye contact and smile and hugs and touch with such care and love um, his team around him, which made me like him so much more. I just thought, man, this guy has got it going on. He is so sweet. He's so kind. It's my friend's husband. And I just remember thinking, and I told her, I thought, man, I love how he treats people. She's like, I know, isn't it great? And it just made me feel like saluting. It's like, that is amazing. That is so high class. It's just incredible to witness. So I want to be more like that. I, I mean, I am like that. I choose to be like that, but I want to be more like that. Just never forgetting who's around you and who's in front of you in the moment and being present in the moment. <sighs> I'm so relieved to talk to you about this because I've been holding it all week, holding it in my heart for you because I just feel like this is so important, guys. We cannot forget this. And it's amazing, too. The higher up you go, it feels like the more you need to honor people beneath you and the more you get exposed to people in high circles of honor, the more you need to know how to act. Give eye contact, smile. I'm not saying you pretend like you don't know who they are. You look them in the eyes, you smile. There was another guy I was with this week. I looked him in the eyes. I said, hey, I'm a huge fan of your work, which I usually am reluctant to say things like that because I don't want to appear like a fangirl. And then I thought, you know what? Why not honor this guy? He's in his 80s. He's done some incredible things. I could tell you about it, but it'll probably get around to him somehow. And I got to honor him. And it was amazing to get to bring him encouragement right into his home right when he needed it. Because of this practice of treating everyone with equal value, you have to just live that way just helps because you, this is your lifestyle. It's not like, how am I supposed to do it? I can't remember. Instead, it's like, hey, I, I just want you to know I really respect what you've given your life to and you've really, you know, you've affected a lot of people in a great way. And he was just like, thank you so much and still pondering it and processing it as we left. He sent my friend a text and was like, that was crazy. And I was so happy. I was ready to get to contribute to him in a positive way. So I just want to encourage you, love the ones you're with, love the ones around you, bring people up, uh, know that there's room for all of us. Just because someone else is winning doesn't mean you're losing. Just don't let fear start to be the driver of your conversations because then you'll act weird. Okay, that's it. I love you guys. I'm honored to be in your lives. Don't forget to pass this on. Don't forget to review it and rate it. I want it to get into the hands of the right people. You could rate it on iTunes and um, leave comments there. And I'm coming out with another book this month. I'm looking forward to you guys getting it. And I'll be back to talk more soon.